Oregon and Utah stayed on track for the Pac-12 title game, and I'll tell you what, Wazoo and Oregon State set up a clash with bowl eligibility on the line. All that and more on this week's Eligible Receivers. He's Eric. I'm Warren. Let's start the show. Hello, blog fans. Ineligible receiver, offense number 64. By rule, that penalty is disregarded. is Eligible Receiver, the show where we review last week's Pac-12 action, pick next week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of how we're doing on our picks over the course of the season. And Washington didn't play last week, so we were free to enjoy some college football, and let's start it off. Uh, How about with the University of Oregon, hosted Arizona, and this game was kind of like, Oregon Oregon wins and wins comfortably, 34-6, right? Uh, and, uh, credit to them. They were never in danger in this game, but I, I've, uh, not, not to like downgrade them. They're having an awesome year, but I was kind of expecting this to be like a 60 pointer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think Arizona was going to hang in this game at all. And yeah, I mean, they didn't do bad, right? Like they, they did all right. I see that I erroneously credited Oregon with having killed them in our picks. And that's not true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I watched the first half of this game, and it was—I mean, it was very clear to me that Arizona was never going to compete for the victory. But they definitely like hung around a little bit more than you thought they might. Yeah, what was the line on that game? I bet that was like close. Uh, Oregon minus twenty-seven and a half. <laughs> Did they get it by a half point? What's the score? Uh, thirty-four to six. Yeah, so twenty, so twenty-eight, so they did win. Right. They cover. <laughs> they, these ducks cover. Switch it around. Back we go to the green. <laughs> we'll take that dub, baby. All right. Uh, yeah, like not too much to say. Arizona has really, really, you know, fallen off, and I can't keep saying the same thing every week about them. Oregon. I'm interested uh, about Oregon as I am about Utah, and we'll talk about Utah. They took on UCLA. Here, we want to have a, a laugh here. Uh, the three of us said, Utah by three touchdowns seems a little steep. Give me the Bruins. Yeah. Utah 49, UCLA 3. So, missed that by seven a good amount. Seven-ish, a little less than seven touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, put a pause on the UCLA resurgence. Utah looks great. And what, and what I was just about to say about Oregon, I'll say the same thing about Utah. Maybe they're good, you know? I've been kind of thinking all year that they were mediocre, but you look at Oregon, who has a chance to be the first team since the conference expanded to 12 teams to go undefeated in conference play, which is no small deal, right? Yeah. That, that's, like, that's a big accomplishment, a great one to get first if they can do it, and they have every chance of doing that, okay? And then Utah, likewise, except for their hiccup at USC – They've been putting it on some Pac-12 teams this year. You know, like the the question with them has always been the offense. Can they get enough points to really blow people out? They've been doing that. This is a a thrashing of a UCLA team that's given people problems this year. So impressive wins, both of them. I say Utah more impressive because I think they were playing a better team and beat them by more. I agree. All right. But that was all precursor. That was all precursor to the game of the week, which happened in Corvallis, where... Potentially the Pac-12's best quarterback, Jake Luton, passed for four touchdowns and led Oregon State to a one-point 
35 to 34 victory in a game that came down to it late. Arizona State scored late in the fourth quarter and Herm plays to win the game. He went for two. Arizona State didn't get it. Oregon State ends up running out the clock on a, to my mind, very dicey uh, pass interference call against Arizona State when Oregon State up one point went for it on fourth and two at midfield when there was enough time for Arizona state to come back and get within field goal range. Oh, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, well, they got it because the ref made an awful pass interference call against Arizona state on a pass that was never going to get caught. Wow. It was, uh, it was like D- Jonathan Smith just started feeling himself. He was like, we're going to win the damn game right here. And, <laughs> and then ran, uh, a Bush Hamdenian fourth down play. Like a fade <laughs> like, route down the sideline. Yeah. Like. Oh, it was an out to the sideline where the guy was just blanket covered. <laughs> like it was, it was God awful. And then like, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was silly. It was a, it was a, it was a poor way for the game to end to be on. I mean, like if, if Oregon state would have just punted the thing, then, you know, Arizona State would have had a minute, sure, but they would have been on their own two, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but instead, they wanted to open up the door to a loss. And you know what? You got to dance with the devil sometimes if you want a result in this conference. So I give it to him. He was swashbuckling. There you go. He's, he's trying to build, he's trying to bring him back from the depths. And, you know, you got to take a calculated risk every once in a while. Yeah. This was a game, uh, I ended up watching a lot of this game and I watched, uh, cause my kid's soccer season finished the week prior. So I was actually able to watch some college football this weekend, which was a nice change of pace. So I checked in certainly on Utah, UCLA, but that got out of hand quick. So I got out of there, but I watched a good amount of this Oregon state, Arizona state game and was just delighted. A, n- a nice mid-level PAC 12 game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was a delight. Brandon Ayuk, 173 yards receiving. He also had a punt return for a touchdown in this game. He was all over the place. Jane Daniel, 333 yards, 334 yards passing. Like, so, uh, good kind of like down market Pac-12 players showing out in an FS1 game. FS1. You know, so it was like on national TV. Yeah, it was a good, yeah. good little game. Uh, bad game. The nightcap. Was it the nightcap or was it? I forget when this game was. USC and California, right? Uh, Cal, they get the Garbers back. And it does not matter. Keaton Slovis. Promptly, promptly lose the Garbers again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was there for, yeah, you're right. Yeah, now that you mention it, he was there, and then the monster was back. Yeah, they, yeah, he broke his, like, other shoulder, it looked like. <laughs> Seriously, like, dead serious. That's, what it, that's exactly what it looked like happened. He went down on his left shoulder and <laughs> went into the injury tent, and that was that. Yeah. You got a lot of questions to ask uh, Cal's uh, – Shoulder staff. Yeah. Who's the shoulder? <laughs> Their shoulder guy. You know, he came in with a sterling reputation, but yeah. was it all smoke and mirrors yeah, now? Yeah. One has to ask. Yeah. His shoulders are not withstanding. <laughs> and yeah, a guy who, like, I'm going to turn around and he's going to be gone uh, without me having watched enough of him. Uh, already was Michael Pittman Jr. who has like over 1,100 yards this year and you know nine touchdowns. He had 180 yards receiving on 11 receptions in this game and a touchdown. Unguardable. I feel like I've barely seen him because USC has been kind of nondescript 
once he kind of ascended to a prominent position in the offense. He's exactly the kind of reason why like USC should never have a problem hiring a coach. Yeah, exactly. Because you just accidentally have yeah. guys like that. And if they get anybody yeah, because they're, like, they're going to call somebody up and be like, hey, we want to interview you or whatever, you know, probably Urban Meyer, you know. And Meyer's going to, like, you know, have called the FS1 games this year. So he, he probably already knows more than most. But, like, some other, like, A-list coach, you know, like the row the boat guy in Minnesota, like Fleck or something, you know, is going to, like, pop Rowing in. that boat, baby. Yeah, pop in a couple game tapes of USC, you know, having not seen much. And he's going to see this guy and be like, wait, this guy's on the team? Like, like, yeah. Okay. You know, like how many more? Oh, there's 40 of these dudes on the. Oh, all right. I would. I would like to talk about this opening. Yeah, for sure. And you know, Cal. It looked like they were missing uh, Christopher Brown, who was in the sideline. I forgot. I think he was in a sweat. Well, he played just a little bit in this game. He must have got hurt during it. He's like their big guy, their bell cow, who was running for like 40 times a game early in the season, in a real. Uh, Cal thumbing their nose at load management. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, yeah, didn't he do that against like UC Davis? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they needed Oops. it, you know? It was... Well, yeah, I, mean, I guess if you needed it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's just, it's just no way to live. No. Uh, and they end up getting this other guy. So, I don't know. What what can you say? What can you say? So, that, I mean, that was it. There were just uh, four games, you know, a lot of the conference was on by last week. Or pardon me, five games. I guess I guess only two teams run by. Did we talk about them? We all? didn't talk about your Cougs, I don't think. Oh, the Cougarinos went into Stanford. That's right, because that's the other part of the thing I was talking about in the lead. This is a hell of a game we got coming up with Oregon State and Washington State, and it's made so because Washington State, Stanford comes there, and uh, I'll tell you what, the Cougs weren't messing around. The tough love of Mike Leach ends up uh, putting Stanford in a – Frankly, Stanford's going to have a losing season unless they beat Notre Dame and Cal. And uh, you'd say that's a less than 50% proposition by some margin. Yeah, they're not going to beat Notre Dame is what I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I get, I give them every shot against Cal. Uh, but yeah, they're not beating Notre Dame this year. Uh, but yeah, Cougs, uh, solid kind of, kind of back to WSU football, the recent vintage, uh, 49 points. Uh, Anthony Gordon. Hey, it's the Cougs, baby. How about 520 yards through the air and five touchdowns? You, you love it. That's a classic Mike Leach quarterback line right there. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, like, yeah. I like the idea of him, uh, you know, uh, going back to the lab, you know, after a string of poor results and, the, like, sitting in there for seven hours and then coming out and being like, we got to throw the goddamn ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like probably the offensive coordinator was like, we have Max Borgie. He's one of the best running backs in the league. We've got to use him more effectively. And Leach goes in and comes out of his office and just like, we're using him less. <laughs> <laughs> we're throwing the ball fucking 60 times. And I'll tell you what, it ends up working out because Max Borgie uh, over 100 yards on 15 carries because it's just a shock to the system when he gets Yeah. It. Yeah. And you know who's good, who I haven't talked about, uh, I don't know, this season on the podcast, but whenever I'm watching WSCO, he's popping up, uh, is that Brandon Arcanado? Yeah, the Coop the Twitter really likes him. A former walk-on, they think very highly of the Arcanado. The Arcanado is always making big catches for them whenever I'm watching their games. He's a player. He's the safety blanket, is what I'm led to believe. Yeah, what was that, what that guy used, uh, golly, what was that? River Craycraft. 
Yeah. Like, he's that type of guy. There you go. How about that? That's a, that's a little cougar connections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so how we do picks last week? You got into the winning column again for the first time. Well, I don't know. When did you get it? For in, a, in about a month. About a month. Yeah, you're three and two. <laughs> Worm right there with you at three and two. I was one game back at two and three. That puts you at 43 and 35 season. Two games ahead of me at 41 and 37. Worm, bringing up the rear, 36 and 42. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, really upset about Herm Edwards' decision not to uh, go to overtime in this game and give me a chance to get a cover. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you would have had one if, if yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I am I'm genuinely chuffed for uh, Oregon State to get five wins. I mean, five wins. Like, th- like uh, Mario Cristobal is going to go undefeated in the conference, and, like, if there's any justice in the world, Jonathan Smith is the Pac-12 coach of the year. If they go bowl, I mean, if they go into Pullman this, this week and beat the Cougs, like, absolutely, dude. Yeah, like, no, no question for me. I'm uh, Because, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like – Outside of Utah, uh, who obviously uh, they Oregon and them have missed one another, uh, like there's no what you know what I mean. Like there's there's there there's no uh, the rest of the teams have been mediocre. Yeah. There's not a lot of there's tests. no candidate. Is what I would say. Yeah, I mean that's the weird thing. But then also, I mean it's it's late enough in the season, right, that we're talking about uh, USC is still there. Uh, I mean, the the results from last week uh, mean that uh, UCLA, after uh, getting dominated by Utah, they're out of the mix. But USC is still right there uh, with a chance. So now the Utes, I mean, you like them to win their ne- their next two games against Arizona and Colorado. But, I mean, if they slip up, USC's got that tiebreaker. They ain't slipping up. <laughs> they, yeah, got, they, ain't slipping they got up. a pretty good path here to the, to the championship game so let's start it off here we are it's i mean it's getting to be late november and you know what that means it's rivalry time baby we got we'll start it off on saturday 12 30 the proper time to kick off a college football game ucla and usc live from the coliseum uh in blue and red as it ought to be uh potentially kind of interesting game even with ucla uh it, maybe uh Old uh, Chip Kelly setting a trap last week, laying down against Utah. I wouldn't think so. Um, <laughs> but USC is hard to peg too, because you know they're not any they're not any kind of consistent performer team. You know, this is, certainly not. I mean, and, and they are thirteen and a half point favorites. Like that's a big number. Um, I guess. I guess. Give me the Trojans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got. I mean, you feel like USC is coming around here, and they're going to end up, you know, kind of flirting with, you know, a top twenty ranking here, heading into bowl season, where they're going to be, you know, probably be like the Alamo Bowl team if they kind of keep things up. If you figure uh, some combination of uh, whatever order of Utah and Oregon goes, both of them go to New Year's Six games. Yeah. Like they're going to go to a fine bowl game and probably be favored against, you know, like Baylor or somebody. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's what I think about that. Man, calling it a season. How about that? How about that for USC? All right. Next up, let's have a big game. How the mighty have fallen. I mean, this is supposed to be a football game and it's on the Pac-12 network at 1 p.m. opposite UCLA and USC on national TV on a network. Cal and Stanford. 
Well, I mean, Garbers isn't playing. Costello isn't playing. Stanford, as you pointed out, is going to have a losing season. This is this is not a game. Well, here's what we got on the line here. Not much. Well, I'll tell you what we got. Well, Cal's got two chances left to get one win. And they're going at Stanford and at UCLA. And they're fighting for their goddamn lives because they can lose both of these games. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stanford is honestly a nice matchup for them. You know, styles make fights and we've got two teams that match up. They were kind of rely on their defense and uh, can't score. Yeah, I, I think Cal's got the better defense. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the bears. I like the bear and you get bears and the points at Stanford. That's interesting. You know, I mean, I'll give me uh give me Stanford just for fun. All right. That's that's, that's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. You figure monster is going to be better than Davis mills. No, I think Davis uh, is going to be better than Monster, but I still think that the defense for Cal is better. No, I'm taking – well, yeah, I'm taking Stanford because you got the Monster. You got no Christopher Brown, right? The defense is going to be better for Stanford, but it's just a couple accidental points. Hammer the under on this one, 41 and a half. I won't have it. That's a lot of points for these two teams to muster. 20 points wins comfortably in this game. <laughs> That's my feeling about it. All right. Next up, Oregon and Arizona State in the desert. Uh, ABC doing a little back-to-back Pac-12 doubleheader. This will be right after UCLA-USC on ABC that day. Uh, Oregon, our 15-point favorites. Oregon, two steps away, two games. They should win, and they'll be prohibitive favorites in away from being the first undefeated team in Pac-12 history. Uh, uh, short history, though it is. Uh, Oregon, uh Here's the deal. Like, Arizona State has been competent at times this year. Right? Yeah, yeah. And Oregon has been, uh, I would say, it's. I've, I, tell me if I'm unfair to say that Oregon has been, throughout Cristobal's tenure, uh, more impressive at home than on the road. Correct. Yeah. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Oregon in this game, because I think they're just having that type of year. But... I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not. I'm not picking against them because I think they're legitimately one of the best two teams in the conference in a conference that only has two teams, and they're not playing the other one. So you know, give me Oregon, but I wouldn't be astonished. Yeah, they're going to present. Uh, Arizona State's going to present more of a test, certainly than Arizona did. Yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. Um, I, I just don't see Arizona State. I think. I think that the type of defense that Oregon plays for a true freshman quarterback, even though he started, you know, whatever, 10 games now. Uh, 10 games, and has played well. He's had some big, big ass. just, I think, a big ass for him. Um, I, I'm, I'm with him. I take the Ducks. Yeah. And really, a, a fine job that Arizona State has done getting their offense going, because remember, early in the season, Herm Edwards was saying, like, this is just not going to be fun to watch. You know, this is how we're going to have to play is kind of these grind amount games. But they've actually been putting up points in conference play. In fact, you know, recommended that you not pay to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Like, arguably uh, diminishing his own product. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Arizona State, quietly, on a cooler. Four conference losses in a row. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, 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 the magic is gone. The Herm magic is gone. Can the Herm magic come back one more time and get like, you know, a uh, uh, 55% full Sun Devil Stadium uh, of retirees to get up for the game. Get their walkers onto the field after this. Yeah. One. It's uh, no, I guess is what we're both saying. Uh, how about Oregon State and Washington State? Game of the week. Easily the game of the week. Game of the week. I mean, everything is happening in Pullman, as it so often does. Cougs are 11 and a half point favorites in this game. No way. No way for me. Beave it up. You know, to get inside that. I mean, Beavers have everything to play for. And you got Borgie guaranteeing victory. Oh, no. He guaranteed it. Borgie Namath. Yeah. I love it. I'm getting, I'm taking the Cougs. Broadway Borgie. That's a better one. Um, you like the Cougs? I like that. I like the, I like the confident Cougs. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, I, I mean, who's to say really? Yeah. I agree. With this Oregon state kind of, this is like nice for them, uh, matchup wise after their defense was pretty stout against UW who has a dog shit offense. Right. Yeah. Uh, and WSU between like Washington and ASU, they were kind of hanging their hat on defense, but Oregon State had no problem scoring against them. And now all of a sudden WSU, they're kind of a lighter defensive uh, force here in this game. You know, I mean Oregon State has a competent offense. How, how fun is that to say? Oregon State presents a legitimate football problem for their opponents this year. Yeah. Oh, I, I think this is gonna, this is the game of the week for me. I, I just I think the Cougs are going to score too many points for them. That's what I think. Yeah, D- disappointing that this game is on Pac-12 Network. This is for the heads. If you if you love the Pac-12, this is where the action is yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. You're like, get. I don't need to watch Oregon steamroll Arizona State just because they're ranked so high or whatever, like, you know, UCLA and USC because it's on network TV. I know where the game is. Yeah, this is the game. It's in Pullman. That's, this is the game for sure. Uh, 7 o'clock on FS1, Utah and Arizona. Uh, the Utes. 23 point favorites. The Utes have been saying, take us in these big numbers. We're laying these big numbers. Believe in us. And again, yeah, is one of Oregon and Utah going to slip up here with Utah more on the line? Because Oregon also clinched the Pac-12 North last week. They're playing in the title game. Utah can't afford a mistake. Neither of them can afford a mistake if they to reach their true aspiration. But um, I, I think Utah, I mean, first of all, Utah... Oregon just beat the, the snot out of Arizona last week, so Utah now has to do it too. Um, yeah, you know to hold serve. Utah, you know, did in fact beat the crap out of UCLA last week. Um, yeah, you know, in a in a pretty convincing manner, we'll say. Um, yeah, and so I I think you know Arizona's got to be you know ready for this season to end. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the old Utah route here. Oh, I wanted to do it, but I'm not going to do it. I'll take Utah also. <laughs> you know, I was really, I just really had it pop into my head, a little Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. Yeah. But, but that it was mostly, I just wanted to say that, but I think you're right. Arizona I think Utah as well. Like fully like rotating quarterbacks at this point. It's, yeah. it's a mess. Like there's no good. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. All right. And let's close off 
the Pac-12 day on now here's a seems like a mistake on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> Washington and Colorado. Who could possibly care? This game, who will watch this besides me? Uh yeah, I will. You and I are going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch the shit out of it. I'm going to try and enjoy it also. And and uh, frankly, I expect Washington to win and win comfortably. Now, I'm an idiot because Washington very frequently goes on the road in Pac-12 games with this type of offense. And you're sitting there like it's the third quarter and you're like, God damn it. Why can't they score today? Or why can't they get a first down? <laughs> like, Yeah. Why can't they? Why do we look like fucking shit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm trying, I'm trying to be positive for the boys. They're better than Colorado. They just got to hand the ball off to Ahmed. You know, like let's get Jacob Eason, a, have him do a Jake Browning day where he's throwing the ball 18 times. Yeah. Like, let you know, 14, just 14, get out of there. 18 for 178 yards and two touchdowns wins this game by like double digits. Yeah, easy. Yeah, I mean, I'm to if well, I like if they if they go with that run heavy game plan, get, you know, Washington 31 to 17. And that does that cover? No, so we'll say Colorado misses an extra point somewhere in there. Yeah, because they're good yeah. for that. Yeah. I'll give them that. Yeah, that's uh, that's bound to happen at some point. Yeah, six and fucking four, unreal. <laughs> what a terrible team. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the boys. I've been getting like uh, uh, sour, you know, because I'm like having a good. Uh, it's nice to feel again. College football season, where I'm like so mad at all these Washington results. Yeah, and I like, and then like I took a really bad loss in fantasy football yesterday, uh, where it was like one of those where I'm projected winner all weekend, and then all of a sudden in the third quarter of the Monday night game, like the things that are supposed to happen have not happened, and then it's like, oh god, they're not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it uh, and then I was like, I've I've liked to think I had enough perspective to be like. Well, I'm legitimately upset by this. Yeah, it's fun. This is kind of this is why I like it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. in a way. Yeah, it's like golf. Like you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm mad. About, I'm mad about this. I'm this is part trying. of why I like it. Yeah. So I just hope the boys go out there and perform competently. You know, I'm rooting for them. I'm trying to cheer for the team. I'm not. I'm not. Not. Uh, you know, you can't really expect anything. You can't like expect them to win. I just say they're capable of it. And I'm cheering for that to happen. And that's going to be my attitude. I like it. I'm going to try that because I actually fully expect them to win because they freaking better. Win. No, that's fool's errand. They're getting better How many times? Day, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think, do you got anything else for the week? Well, I mean, we're like bowl eligible now, which means these last two games do not matter. And the bowl game, it does not matter. So get all the kids in. All the kids. How they how they matter is that like you want to be able to say, listen, because uh, the the early signing period is coming up for recruiting in less than a month, right? So what you want to be able to say is, yes, we're you know hopefully you find a way to get to win these last two and get to eight and four, and you say, listen, we lost to Cal by one point. We lost to Oregon by four points. We lost to Utah by five points. We were that close. 
you know, yeah. to playing in the Pac-12 title game. I'm just saying I want to see Austin Osborne on the field. That's all I'm saying. We need we need you to come in. I just really want to see Austin Osborne. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just uh, – yeah, that's fun. Like, who, who are you excited? What I'm excited to see is, like, let's get these – the kid linemen in, like the freshman defensive line class. I, d- I don't want to see the seniors too much anymore. Like, because those are the guys that are going to be – the next wave of like, you know, Greg Gaines, Vita Vea, uh, Alameda Tamu type guys that are essential for what Washington is trying to do. I mean, yeah. So that, yeah, I just want to see kids. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Get them all in. Yeah. All right. I agree with that. Get, get the kids in, but also fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That does it for this week's episode of, uh, eligible receivers for Eric. I'm Warren. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>